girls. <clears throat> it's your boys locked down, and we are here on Selection Sunday. And guess what we're talking about today? March the Madness. madness of March. The Madness. <laughs> this is March, and we're talking about it. It's a whole episode, madness. an entire episode madness. devoted to March Madness because it is that maddening. We have a lot to talk about today. Um, yes, it's March. Thanks, yeah. Finally, it's March. We've waited all, all year for this. I love March Madness. I'm so excited. We're devoting an entire episode to this of the Lockdown Podcast. Um, all right, boys. It's uh, What are our initial thoughts on, just to start off, Where uh, what are some... Uh, what are some hot takes we have for Man, our brackets? I love this bracket. There's so many fantastic games, even in like the first mm -hmm. round. Um, I love the VCU UCF game in the mm -hmm. East because whoever wins that goes on to play Duke. And I think UCF mm -hmm. could actually give Duke some like real problems okay. because of their crazy size and their crazy length on the defensive side. Um, another, another game to look out for, I'm telling you guys, in the Midwest, uh, UNC plays Iona. Dude, Iona is a legitimate team. Like, they have a lot of talent, and they have, like, a stud shooting guard that's going to, I think, go in the first round. I like, think it's that good. UNC um, probably has... like a esque Yeah. That, so good. Homie's good. Um, UNC yeah. probably has one of the hardest tracks throughout that if they were to be Iona, they go up against Utah State, who's going to be a Cinderella team the entire time they're in the, if they take a deep run. Then they got potentially either Kansas or Auburn in the yeah, Sweet 16. Cool. Like, yeah. I feel, Chris, I'm sorry, but UNC's got a hard track to get to the Oh, they do. They, they do. do. Yeah. I'm not going to uh, lie about that. I really hope we get that Kansas-Auburn game because that game is going to be fire. That's going to be awesome. Bonkers, dude. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be a great game. I like Auburn in that game if that gets to that game. I mean, same. We need to talk about how good that Auburn basketball team is. Let's just Bruce, start with Auburn. Bruce yeah. Pearl has done a fantastic job just reinvigorating that program. They've been bad for the past, like, 25 years. And then Bruce Pearl's been there for, I think, three years now. And they've consistently gotten better. And now they're finally yeah. at a point. Like, they have a lot of good recruits, and they have a lot of good young guys. And uh, they're a fun team to watch, man. They can shoot I, the ball from everywhere all over the court. They're good. I tell you what Auburn has, though, that's uh... – Unlike any other team, especially in the SEC, in the tournament that I watched, they consistently have 100% effort every single night. Tennessee yep. didn't show any effort. Mm -hmm. They they had they showed all of it against Kentucky, and they weren't ready for Auburn. Auburn just blew them out of the building. Yeah, you know it's like they consistently have the effort, and, and if they continue that in the in the in the March Madness in the tournament, they could make a really long run. Yeah. I definitely think so. Mm -hmm. What are so some? Zach uh, was sitting here talking about this uh, this big upset he had okay. <laughs> before so the listen, show started. My bracket, and I did not select these upsets blindly. I put some thought into. As soon as the I was eating dinner with the fam, and I, as Selection Sunday was going on, I would see the matchup and say, "Oh hell yes, that's going to be an upset." Um, I can't even – I have a couple, but my favorite one right now – or one of – two of my favorite ones, it, uh, I think Belmont's going to beat Temple in the first four, and they're going to go on not only to beat Maryland, not only to beat LSU, 
they're not going to lose to Michigan or they're not going to beat Michigan State. But I do see them <laughs> getting to the Sweet 16, Belmont, Ooh. to face Michigan State. Um, I I don't know why. I got some I have something about that team. Uh, another big one, Murray State. I've got Murray State going pretty far, actually to the uh, Elite Eight. <laughs> so oh I've got them beating FSU. Whoa. I've got them beating the Zags. I've got I've got them losing to Michigan. <laughs> yeah, bro. Gonzaga. I've got them beating Zags, bro. Insane person. That's my team. This is Murray State's my team. I'm riding with this year. Um, look, Murray think? State's great. They're fantastic. Uh, but they're kind of like the Allen Iverson 76ers, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, where right. they have that one incredible star in uh in John Morant, and then they have a bunch of like eh, all on the rest of the team. Um, I I don't think. Listen, man. They're probably not, but Morant might be able to get because they play Marquette in the first round. Yeah. And Morant might be able to push him past them, but I don't think they can take out Florida State. I'm gonna be honest. I think Flo- about. I think Florida State just has too much shooting. I don't think Murray State's gonna be able to keep up with them. Well, that's your I mean, we'll opinion. Uh, again, I don't even know if they're going to beat Marquette because Marquette is solid, man. Like, because we're looking at the West right now. And um, basically, the winner of Marquette Murray State plays Florida State, essentially. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that, that first matchup, too, Marquette Murray State, John Morant and Marcus Howard going head to head, man. Mm-hmm. That's going to be wild. Like, <laughs> it's going to be so crazy. Well, Florida State doesn't have an easy out, too. They play a good Vermont team that's a. Really good shooting team. So, I mean, I, I still think they get by them, but um, if they catch fire, it's not a lock. Yeah. yeah. We also get a Rick Patino revenge game in the yes, East bracket with Louisville and Minnesota, seven and 10 seeds. I don't think Minnesota stands a chance. They honestly. did that on purpose. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, had Minnesota. they had to. Absolutely. I mean, come on. They're not getting out of the first round. So. <laughs> like, you don't think Minnesota has a chance? I think they got a chance. I don't I know. really do. I just like Louisville's team. I year. think Louisville's like one of the more overrated teams. Think so? I do too. Yeah. I they still think they're gonna win, but they're overrated. <laughs> um, I really like I, I like Iowa State a lot. I think I, I compared them to Minnesota in a lot of ways, like from last year. I don't, I don't know if you guys remember Iowa State last year, but nobody really expected a lot out of them. Mm-hmm. And they had a couple yeah. big who just dominated like late in the season. Um, and they actually played a really good basketball. And I see the same out of Minnesota. I don't know if they're going to upset Louisville, but I actually, you know what? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm calling that one. I think I think Minnesota is going to get over um get over Louisville. Ooh, nice. Well, before we get deeper into our brackets, too, I want to hear what you guys think about uh, what the committee did with the one seeds. And we got three ACC teams with Duke being the number one overall. We have Virginia, UNC, and Gonzaga. Now. To me, you know, Gonzaga lost to St. Mary's in their conference championship game. Michigan State beat Michigan to win the Big Ten championship game. And and then they – so basically Gonzaga ends up getting the number one seed. Michigan State gets the two seed. And what, what do they give Michigan State? They, they put them in the same region as Duke. Mm. It's like shouldn't they be in the same region as Gonzaga? And it's like, even for Duke, it's like, you get the number one overall seed, okay, well, Michigan State's on the other side, the best two seed in the nation right now. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. But apparently what I saw, the the committee's reason for that is because 
um, I guess the region that Michigan State's in right now is the closest to where their location is at the college. So they try to make it easier for transportation. Oh, okay. Sure. But okay. still, it's like, kind of a cop out. I don't know. I feel like that shouldn't even be a reason. I think it should be based on rankings. Yeah. But I don't know. That was something that kind of caught my eye. I don't know what you guys think. I don't know, man. I don't think the C's are too far off. I, I think, I tell you what, Michigan Michigan State versus Duke's going to be a good game. <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you that much. Um, that's honestly the game I think we're going to get. I think that's going to be like the normal conference and like the normal division. Mm-hmm. All the other ones, yeah, I think we're going to get like nuts things happening. But I think it's going to be Duke, Michigan State, and I think Duke's going to get out of the out of the um out of that game. So I think true. I think the East is going to be like the generic path. We may get a couple upsets, mm. like uh, St. Louis and Virginia Tech, or something nuts like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for the most part, it's going to be a pretty straightforward um, conference, as what opposed you- to like the Midwest, which I think has the opportunity to be like nuts, because Kentucky has shown this year that they can lose to. I mean, they can just lose. Like they're not yeah. a perfect basketball team. Like I have the most upsets in this region too. Yeah, like Seton Hall very well could just beat Kentucky. Like Even I, Wofford. Wofford's yeah. really good. They both could. I actually have Wofford beating Kentucky. There it is. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, man. I, and I also have Ohio State beating Iowa State. Okay. And I, and I also have Auburn beating both Kansas and North Carolina and Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin? I have Wisconsin going to the Final Four. Wisconsin's in a different region. I know. I'm saying. Well, I, I just threw it in there, but oh, I have, okay. Yeah. I have Wisconsin oh, so you have Auburn from from the south, Wisconsin. and Auburn from the Midwest. But yeah, I have Auburn going all the way to the Final Four. But at the same time, this entire region is like a throw up. No one. It, it's wild. You know Wisconsin beating Auburn. No, what, I, have, I, I have Auburn. About? I have Auburn beating Wisconsin. Oh. I didn't say who was going to win yet. Do I have... you have Auburn in the? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, got you. upsets, bro. Zach, I absolutely love you. Um, when I hit when I hit each other with the final four, real quick. Now that we just kind of got into that. Sure. <laughs> okay, Zach. So in the south, you got Wisconsin. In the Midwest, you got Auburn. Who you got in the east and west? You want to guess? Uh, I'm guessing in the east you have Duke. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm guessing in the west you have. Do you have Murray State? they didn't go that far who do you have for the west Michigan Michigan? I was super super reluctant to pick them after their was their last game against Michigan State I believe yeah they just played them it was I was it was rough watching it but I like their path I have them beating Florida Buffalo and Murray State to get to the final four Um, right Montana's gonna Dude, <laughs> dude, you better watch Montana's for gonna Farley Dickinson. <laughs> Farley Dickinson's going all the way. You think that's gonna start there? A, a fifteen beating a two right there in the absolutely not. Best? Not. <laughs> oh, Montana. That's what you're saying. Yeah, what I forgot. About school, what is that school? F Dickinson. Farley Dickinson. Oh. <laughs> and Prairie View A and M. I know that one. They're in college football games. I don't know F Dickinson. I want them to win like immediately. Yes. What's, wait, hold on. So what's what what's your guys' biggest upset that you have in your bracket? Now that we're kind of on upsets right now, sort of, kind of, we're just we're going all over the place tonight. So I don't have a 16 or a 15 seed winning, okay. but I do have a 14 seed. That oh. is Northern Kentucky beating Texas Tech in the West region. 
And then they will take on Buffalo in the round Wait, of 32. You have... Oh, okay. That's interesting. Chris has Northern Kentucky beating Texas Tech in the West right off the bat. 14 yep. over a three. Yep. That's, that's your biggest upset? upset. That's, that's my upset. biggest upset. That's a good upset. Uh, yeah, I have Iona over North Carolina. It's <laughs> 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 not a joke. I'm I leaving. might change mine to be that's so funny. <laughs> I, I watched, I think it was a Sunbelt tournament, which is what they what they won. And yeah. I was legitimately impressed with Iona, like more than I've been with a lot of teams this year in college basketball. Yeah. I, I mean, really hope. They blew pretty much everybody out. Uh, they have like legitimate shooting on the outside, like consistent legitimate shooting. They have a couple good like point guards and slashers who can attack the rim. I don't know. I, I like Iona a lot. Did I don't you know, know what? number one seeds are 135 and one against 16 seeds? And that one loss came last year. Could it happen oh, again? Oh, yeah. Virginia is not losing again. They? Oh, they got a, they got a pretty They're Gardner Webb. <laughs> Gardner Webb. <laughs> Gosh, I hope Gardner Webb wins. Oh, my goodness. I know. I really hope North Carolina just blows at Iona now that you picked him. <laughs> it's probably going to happen. Uh, you just got to pick him. I get it. But I, I like it. I, I like the team a lot. They're a lot of fun to watch. Um, wait, did, did Virginia lose last year? Were they the they, ones? Yeah, they lost yeah. to UMBC. First round. They uh, were the gut one overall seed. And they lost. That's crazy. Everyone's saying it can't happen again. They're can't happen losing. again to Virginia. Yeah. There's no way. Ooh. I want to do the um, let's go eight and nines down the bracket. Well, before okay. before we get there, Zach, what's your biggest upset? I'm sorry, we didn't get to you yet. You're good. Um, that's a fantastic question. Let's see. So uh, I'm just kind of going down the list here. I have a twelve beating a five. I think that's my biggest upset. I have two okay. twelve beating fives in Murray State too. over Marquette, and then I have. Um, Liberty over Mississippi State. Interesting. I got Murray State as well. And I also have Oregon beating Wisconsin and then beating Oregon's red hot right now, too. That that could be interesting. So I had them going to the Sweet 16. That's fair. I could see them beating Kansas State. I almost, I I would not be shocked if Oregon went to the Elite Eight. They beat Virginia. I I was really close to picking them. Yeah. I mean, I, I never trust Virginia, man. You know, no, they're one of the there's one of the schools where it's like you just they don't they never have like the guy. Like they never have like this crazy score that you can rely right. on late in game. I mean know? they're very good defensively and they'll slow you down, but when he gets into crunch time, who are they gonna go to? Yeah. It's all Try about to... shooting in the tournament. It's all about matchups. Yeah, exactly. What uh Matt what, oh the eight and nine seeds. So yeah, I wanted to look at the picking yeah. games, eight and nines, because those are like a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Matt, you can start. All right. So first one in the in the east, VCU and UCF. I love UCF. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they have not they have Taco Fall, but they also have another Taco. big man who's another seven footer, and they just clog that paint up like crazy. And they, they you just can't do anything inside at all. Um, I I love this team a lot. They're a lot of fun to watch. Uh, they're really fun. They're fun. They're they're kind of like they're kind of like wacky because like they're not that great technically. Um, they also have a really good wing player. I don't remember what his name is. Uh, but they have—he's like a six foot nine, like it's like small forward. Dude's oh. nuts. <laughs> uh, I, I was watching their game in the tournament the other day, and I was really impressed. Is that Taylor, uh, or is that someone? I think it's someone else. BJ Taylor. Is that someone else? 
don't that was, know. That was off the top of my head. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure. That actually might be it. But uh, yeah, but they're like three through five positions are like really stacked and really solid. And um, I they had just... a really good win a couple weeks ago at Houston, who's a three seed. I believe they only have three losses all year. Yeah, they beat Cincinnati yeah. and Houston this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They really started playing better later in the year as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like them a lot. I do like that matchup, though. What do you yeah, got for that, Chris? Sure. I have UCF as well. Yeah, um, me too. I mean, VCU have shown that they've had success in the past in the in March Madness, but so I mean, you can't stop the Taco Fall. Taco Fall. Taco Fall effect. If, okay, if when they move on, if or if they move on and they play Duke, and we see a Taco Fall versus Zion Williamson matchup, <laughs> crap, dude. That is a must-watch game. I can't. I, I would call it a work. I'd be so game, excited honestly. to see that. Well, it's it might be on the weekend. It'd probably be a weekend. Oh, game. even bad. Oh, it is over the weekend. Oh, yeah, be a Saturday or you Sunday. Heard that boss, I'll be yeah. there. Um, yeah. Uh, the guy on UCF's name is Aubrey Dawkins. Aubrey Dawkins. Okay. Yeah. Plays the two and the three, and watch out, man. He's gonna go to the NBA. He's a junior right now, but he's a uh, dude's fire. <laughs> he's good. Um, Ole Miss, Oklahoma. What are we thinking for that one? Ooh, Oklahoma. That's a tough game, man. Tough. Yeah, this is my one of my hardest ones. Oh man, I well, the, the winner's gonna start with an O. You got a point. <laughs> so much. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, oh. <laughs> gonna start with an O. There it is. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ole Miss is their last twelve games. They're one and eleven. That's worth noting. Wait, what? What conference is this in? This is the South. They're 20 and 12, though. Says the last 12 games. Probably wrong. I see that too. Come on, ESPN. What are you doing? You're messing up our podcast. First of all, if that's true, then there's no way they're winning. (laughs) Because Oklahoma, that's weird. Oklahoma's 3 and 9, though, in the last 12 games. Huh. Really? Yeah. Neither team is that good. Well, (laughs) disregarding. Still a pick them, then, if they're both not good. Very true. I got Ole Miss in this one. I have oh, no sh- reason. I just have them winning. Oh, shoot. One, two, three. I don't three, have a reason four. either, dude. I don't <laughs> know. Oh, they're not 1-11. What are they talking about? I mean, they put up a good fight against Tennessee, lost by two. Kentucky lost by four. Like, they're st- lost to Arkansas by one. Like, I, I think I like I like Mississippi in this game. I do, yeah. honestly. I think they're a team. I picked Oklahoma just because I like nines over there. They, they don't got Trey Young anymore. They're not going to win. <laughs> Ole Miss that, is fair, in more. Fair. They're in a tougher conference, too. So, yeah. Uh, SEC's really strong the past couple of years. Mm. Uh, All right. Well, then, let's see. Oh, did you pick Zach? Oklahoma. Okay. We got in the West region uh, eight seed Syracuse going up against nine seed Baylor. Who you guys got? This is such a good game. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, man, I don't know, man. Um, Cuse. I got Cuse. Experience gives him the edge. Hmm. I'm. I'm gonna go. Um. I'm gonna go Baylor. Mm. I'm gonna go Baylor, honestly. I think any... Syracuse, like Syracuse has been okay this year, but you know I don't I don't think they have 
the firepower, I guess, to stick mm-hmm. with like better teams. Uh, when you look at their like their record, they lose to a lot of good teams and they beat a lot of like average teams. Mm-hmm. Like they don't beat a lot of good teams. So yeah, I'm actually gonna go with Baylor on this one. Does Cuse or Baylor beat the Zags? Yes. Yes. Really? Hot Zags, take. Man. I have Syracuse moving on against the Zags. Oh, in I mean, I can't talk. I have Murray State beating the Zags. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. I can't talk. I mean, Zag is a good team. They are a good team. But there's always that one that gets ousted early. And it's always going to be them. <laughs> it feels it, like it's always Gonzaga. <laughs> I just, I just never have confidence in them in the tournament. I mean, they're, they're I, honestly, they're a really good team. Yeah. You look at them on paper; they're a really talented team. But there's just something about Syracuse every year that Jim Beheim always coaches that team well, gets them very well prepared. I don't know. I, I just see that they, they are, they beat Duke this year on the road. Yep. So. I don't know. I just think they're going to beat Gonzaga, and then they're going to move on, play Florida State, and lose. I think uh, Rui Hachimura is going to like blow up uh, during this uh, March Madness season. Yeah. There's always a couple of guys who blow up, and I think he's going to be one of the guys. Mm-hmm. He's there, like their four. Um, on forward, he can play the wing. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, I love him a lot. Uh, he dominated against Duke when they played earlier this year. I think he had like a triple double, something nuts for college basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I like him a lot. I think he's a great all around player, and I think he's going to take over at least the first couple games up until they play. Honestly, I think they're going to. I think they're going to lose to uh, the Florida State. I think that's fair. You think Gonzaga's going to lose there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I do think they're a pretty solid team. I don't have them le- like losing in the first or second round or anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, last one's the Midwest eight and nine matchup, which is Utah ooh, State, Washington. Utah State, and Washington. That's a good game, man. That's a tough one. Yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm actually just gonna go Washington because I've seen them a lot more this year, mm. and I like their colors more. <laughs> That's always such a there's great always list. gonna be a reason for that. Oh, man. I, I, I Washington a lot, and pretty much all sports for some reason. Mm. It's a team that I enjoy watching. I watched them play against Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. And they just did not play well. They didn't really impress me all that much. Um, you, uh, Oregon just shut them down totally. They're just non-existent. I don't know about how they played the rest of the year, but I'm gonna go Utah State. I've heard you know they're a really good offensive team. I think that's just gonna give them the edge. Utah State. Utah State. What about you, Zach? Who you got? I've got Utah State because. This team, well, they're going to lose to North Carolina, but I do think Dang right. I, I have them. There, what do you mean? What? North Carolina. Am I looking at the wrong matchup? What? <laughs> no, oh. they're going to get knocked out of oh. the first round. They're going to lose to Iona. You just got me yeah. so hard. Shoot. Um. Oh wow, that came out wrong. No, I mean like you, you got me, bro. Didn't get me hard. Um. Hey. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> what? I got, I got Utah State <laughs> going. I can't do this round of 32. Um, I, I, so I didn't pick them to beat North Carolina, but I'm not going to be surprised if they do. I have a weird feeling. This, like, there's always that one team. I have a feeling it's going to be either UCF or Utah State this year. One of those two. I know no. I picked Murray to go far, but I don't believe in Murray. I just picked them because I picked them. That's, but, well, that's you know, super fair. 
Yeah. I mean, the UCF pick is fair because UCF stylistically matches up really well with pretty much every team in college basketball. <laughs> I'd love to see them play uh, FSU because uh, FSU has a seven foot four center going up against a seven foot six center. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Someone's gonna tear their ACL in that game. <laughs> All right, so Zach, uh, what was your final four again? My final four was Duke and Michigan and Wisconsin Auburn. Ooh. So Chris, I have. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. My final four. I had the same with Duke and Michigan on the left side of the bracket. On the right side, I have six seed Villanova and North Carolina. Okay, and I'm similar to Zach's where I have uh, Duke and Michigan, but I also have Purdue. I love Purdue's team. Uh, I think they have – I think they uh, – I, I love teams in college basketball that can, like, dominate the paint because at that point you have to – teams have to beat you from the outside. And a lot of, a lot of guys just aren't consistent enough from outside. You know, you don't, you don't get, like, a buddy healed and a Trey Young all the time in college basketball. It just doesn't happen. So a lot of those teams that can dominate the paint, they have – you know, they have a good shot to win. Right. Um, and then, man, I want to say Auburn really bad. Really bad. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait. How far do you guys all have Nova going? I haven't gone to the final four. That's it. They're going to lose. I mean, <sighs> lose, I mean, they play Purdue in the round of 32. So are you guys ready for the? Uh, this probably is my biggest upset. Okay. Go ahead and guess where I have Nova losing. The elite eight. Earlier. The first round. <laughs> Hell <Mary's>. yeah! <laughs> I got them losing to St. Mary's, my guys. Honestly, St. Mary's. I mean, they beat Gonzaga in the in so like whatever Chris said final four or elite eight. I'm like, dang, shoot! I got them out in round one. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I think they're gonna barely beat um, St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. And then I think Purdue's just gonna run over. Oh, uh, Purdue's so strong. Like, oh dude. gosh. Um, but I yeah, mean, I can see losing St. Mary's though. Honestly, like I'd be a little worried too, because, and I mean, the the past success of def- like reigning champions, like in the following tournament, it's not been good. Like last yeah. year, North Carolina lost in the round of 32. Uh, the year before, Villanova did the same thing. A lot of times, teams don't even make it back to the tournament. Yeah. So. I don't know, but I think Villanova is going to break the curse. They're going to make it to the final four. My, cool. That that side of the bracket for me is just crazy. <laughs> Upsets all day. Yeah, I like I have Oregon going to the Sweet Sixteen. I have Villanova going over Purdue, but then I also have on the bottom half of the bracket there's uh, the Cincinnati Iowa matchup and the Tennessee Colgate. I do have Tennessee moving on, but then I have Cincinnati beating Iowa. And Cincinnati beating Tennessee. Dang! I, I'm telling you, watch out for Cincinnati. I'm telling you, they have a really good player. I think his name is Jarrett Cumberland. He had like 33 points in the in their championship game, and he is really good. They're really physical, really good defensive team. I would not be surprised if they made it to the Elite Eight. I I I think they could go pretty far, but I do have Villanova getting past them in the Sweet 16, playing Virginia and beating them to move to the Final Four. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So uh, they have a player. Cincinnati has a, has a player named Logan Johnson. 
Uh, he looks like uh, Tyler Johnson. Uh, this man is Tyler Johnson's brother. <laughs> is he seriously? Wait, did you just yes. find that out live on the show? <laughs> yes. Logan Johnson is Tyler Johnson's younger brother. Breaking I was going to say, I'm, I'm I was gonna say he looks up. like a super ugly version of Tyler Johnson. And then I was like, wait. <laughs> what if he listens to the show, Matt? Come on. We uh, lost a follower. He doesn't. <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's do this. Let's start at the Sweet 16, and I want you guys just to read through. You don't have to talk about it. Just read through your matchups. I want to see how different our matchups are. Um, Chris, you start. What, what was the question again? I was looking at Logan Johnson. He's <laughs> an MVP, dude. Start from your, start from your Sweet 16. Uh-huh. Wait, Matt, did you, do you have your bracket? I got it right here. Okay, cool. Dude, mm-hmm. this, this guy okay. did not have a bracket before the show started. I just want to put that out there. Um, and <laughs> we, we uh, let's see. Let's start right. from the Sweet 16 and just mm-hmm. go like run down your matchups without okay. going over it too heavily. Okay. Um, so starting in the East, I have Duke playing Virginia Tech, and I have LSU beating Michigan State, and I have Syracuse and Florida State in the West, and Buffalo and Michigan. And then in the South, I have Virginia playing Oregon, Villanova playing Cincinnati. And then in the Midwest, finally, I have North Carolina playing Auburn and Houston playing Kentucky. Matt, you want to go through yours? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I have uh, in the Midwest, I have Iona playing Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> You're serious. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just waiting for that to happen. And then in the I have um in the south I'm gonna have Virginia playing Purdue. Okay. Um, um and then in the east I'm gonna have I think a similar one, Duke and Michigan State. Plus the Elite Eight, right? Er, uh, oh yeah. you were you were er. off the Elite Eight, yeah. Bobby. Oh, you're good, you're good, you're good. What is it? Duke versus um mm, Virginia Tech. Yeah. yeah. I agree with Chris's pick. That's a pretty that's a pretty solid pick. Mm-hmm. Um and then what? Virginia versus Oregon. Okay. I'm gonna go Virginia, Oregon in the south, along with Purdue and Tennessee. Nice. And then yeah, like I said, in the east, we're gonna have I'm gonna have Duke and Virginia Virginia Tech, along with uh let's see, mm-hmm. LSU versus Michigan State. I like that matchup. And then the West. Let's see. The West is crazy. The West is crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have Florida State versus Gonzaga, but that is probably not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Those two teams are probably going to get upset, mm-hmm. uh, but I do have Gonzaga and Florida State. And then I'm going to throw an oddball here. I'm yeah. going to have um, I'm going to have Buffalo at let's see Buffalo and Michigan. Is that what you said, Chris? Yes, I did. Yeah, I like that pick too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Michigan. Well, you Zach, what you got? <laughs> so I have a, I have a couple of the same matchups as these guys and as you guys. Wow, you guys. In the <laughs> East, I have Duke Virginia Tech, <laughs> and then I have Belmont versus Michigan State. As I said earlier. <laughs> Heck yeah. In the West, I have the Zags versus Murray State and Buffalo versus Michigan. Yeah. I'm just looking, laughing at how ridiculous my bracket is. <laughs> Um, I, think, this, I think the Buffalo pick is a good pick. I'm going to be honest. Um, like, oh, yeah. They're a really think, good team. Yeah, yeah, I think they could come out of the West if I'm being completely honest. But Oh, yeah. I think we all said Buffalo, Michigan, right? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got Virginia, Wisconsin, Purdue, Tennessee. And then I have Auburn, North Carolina, and Houston, Wofford. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Wofford could I, – I, I think they could beat Kentucky. They're, they're a really good team. I think so too. Yeah. I really I do. Didn't see it happening, but I wouldn't be shocked. I can't. They, they got some good. I got some hoopers on that team, man. I'm telling you. They, they've played some good teams this year, too. They're, they're 29 and 4. The only losses they have are from North Carolina, Kansas, Mississippi State, and Oklahoma. That's it. Oof. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. Wait, who are our final four teams again? Sorry, let's go through that really quick. I got Duke in Michigan and Villanova, North Carolina. Villanova. Matt, who are yours? Uh, Auburn, uh, Purdue, Midwest and South. And then I have Duke. And um, I'm still kind of stuck, but I'm going to go Michigan. So who is your Elite Eight matchup with Michigan? I got Florida Mine? State. I have the Zags. Okay. That, ooh, Zags and Michigan. Holy crap. Again, I'm higher than Gonzaga than like I'm a lot higher than a lot of people on Gonzaga. Right. They very well could get upset. I'm not saying that they're not going to get upset. Uh, like I'm saying, you know, Duke for sure. I'm like Duke's not losing. Like, <laughs> yeah, they might lose in like the Final Four or something, but they're getting there. Like, yeah. Um, the Gonzaga could very easily lose to a lot of these teams in this conference. Um, yeah, it's a tough just, one. Yeah, but I just like their stars a little bit better. Do we all have Duke winning the title this year? Oh. No. <gasps> oh. I have Duke winning. Cool. Who I have Purdue winning. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> Whoa. Who are they beating in the final in the championship game? Duke. Wow. Do you have a reasoning for that, or do you just think that's going to happen? Um. Okay, listen, man. <laughs> I haven't. Okay, so I've watched a good amount of college basketball this year. Not like a crazy amount. And I think Duke is phenomenal. And I haven't watched Auburn in the past like a month, which is where they really gotten hot. So Auburn very well could beat a team like Purdue. But I just love everything that we've said in this show so far about a team's effort, about a team's perimeter shooting, about a team being able to dominate the paint. I think Purdue has all of that. Um, and they may lose to Auburn. You know, they may lose to a better team. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I'm not super sold on Duke. Um, like, yeah, sure, if you're Zion and you can dunk 28 times and you go 27 from 28, it's like, great, you dunk 20 times. Phenomenal. Right. You know, but if you have actual guys in the paint that can stop you, that can match up with him, um, very few teams do. You know, I think Purdue does. I think UCF does. Um, but I think we're going to see that he's not, you know, the basketball god that people are proclaiming him to be. Mm-hmm. I, wow. I just don't think he has the, the, fundam- like the, like the fundamentals. Like he, he's not a very good jump shooter. He doesn't have like a bunch of post moves he can go to. He just kind of says, get out of my way. I'm getting the ball in the hoop. Yeah. You know I mean, it's, that's kind of like what Dwight, that's kind of like what Dwight Howard made a career off of, you know, and well, Dwight think- was incredible in his first like six or seven years. But yeah. I mean, back, back when Zion got hurt, we talked about the state of their team and what would happen if they didn't have him, you know? Yeah. The one thing that they don't have is a deep bench. The and they, and they don't have enough big guys besides Zion. I mean, they they did have a few guys show up in the ACC ter- tournament that played pretty well, but are, is that going to translate? Um, will they have enough 
people enough? Uh, will they be healthy? You know, we we can't ever determine that. Is Zion going to be healthy the whole tournament? I'm going to laugh when Purdue loses to Old Dominion in the first round. I'm hyping him up this hard. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I could, I could see that. Duke, Duke, I mean, they're the favorite, obviously, yeah. and for good reason. Listen, but man, I was like, trying know. to be as accurate as possible. Yeah, I'd have Duke winning. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, but look, March Madness, March Madness is crazy nuts. It's madness for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> it always is. Like, yeah. like, there's a very, very, very small part of me that wouldn't be entirely surprised if Duke lost in the round of 32, like we're saying. Like, oh, to UCF. To yeah, UCF. like, I wouldn't be that surprised. It'd be crazy, but then also it'd be like, well, it, why are you shocked? <laughs> like, it's, it's hard to be surprised for any result. Yeah, it's true. Really. And also, like you said, a lot of the games are just based on matchup. That was, right. yeah, was you, oh, Chris? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the games are based on matchup, but yeah. UCF matches up like there are very few teams in the entire tournament who match up with Duke as well as UCF. Right. And I yeah. think, and I think they knew that. I think the selection committee knew that, and they were like, you know what? We're putting we're putting UCF right there. And <laughs> find a way to get him out. Yeah, because yeah. I I think like any team that has a better chance, you know, we got like what Michigan State because they played them. Like mm-hmm. other than like Michigan State. In the entire in the entire East, the only team I think that even has a shot is like UCF, because of the makeup of their roster. I wonder if if UCF gets past Duke, I'd wonder how far they can make it. Dude, they can go. Mm. I, I think they can go pretty far. <laughs> could they get past Virginia Tech? I think they could. Yeah. But Virginia Tech's a good perimeter shooting team, which Duke is not. So. The thing is, Duke is not. The thing is, Duke has two perimeter shooters. <laughs> right. They, that's another thing. They don't they lack perimeter shooting. They they don't shoot the ball well and they don't have a deep bench. Yeah. I mean it's like if RJ Bay- Barrett and Cam Reddish are going off, it's like ah, right, this game's over. You know what yeah. I mean? But as soon as like one of the two of them are having like a rough a rough day from the floor, it's like they can lose. Like <laughs> every game where one of them struggles, it's like, okay, this is a game now. Mm-hmm. Like they can lose this game realistically. Yeah. So Yeah. So with all of that being said, I know we kind of started off with hot takes. I want to bring it back around really quick. What is, again, with all that being said, what is your biggest, well, biggest and also most realistic hot take out of the, not necessarily your bracket, but just the bracket that was given to us? Like, what, uh, what can you see happening? That's huge. I mean, maybe, maybe I guess the Auburn thing, if I'm being mm-hmm. realistic, you know what I mean? I think Auburn coming out of the Midwest is incredibly realistic. I think that definitely could happen, mm. you know, because obviously Kentucky's ranked higher than them. They got North, what North Carolina in the Midwest as well. Right. So like, you know, obviously Auburn isn't the favorite, but I could see them getting out of the out of that out of that conference. I'm not going to sit here and say Purdue because I I really honestly don't think Purdue is going to get there, but I believe in the team. <laughs> sure. The Boilermakers. The Boilermakers. We have we have an old friend Tom. Um, oh, Chris shout I, out to Tom. Chris and I have an old friend, Tom, who went to uh, who went to who went to Purdue, and um, yeah, I'm rep, I'm repping Tom's school. So yeah, but yeah, I think the, I think the Auburn pick. <clears throat> Midwest, in my opinion, the Midwest is the best region out of all the regions. You got North Carolina, you got Auburn, Kansas, Iowa State, Kentucky, Houston. That region's loaded. It's, yeah, it's crazy. And then you got yeah. Zach over here saying Wofford's gonna go all the way or some some garbage. <laughs> no, I just have him beating Kentucky. 
I really think. I mean, if it's not Wofford, I don't have Kentucky going past the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see a North Carolina Kentucky matchup. Who do you think would beat Houston? I'm guessing. Who the uh... Kentucky? You said you don't have Kentucky going past the Sweet 16. Right. So if in that scenario, like Houston, Kentucky, you still think Kentucky loses? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Houston's very good. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, but, either way, they're they yeah. basically had the same exact logo except the H and the K. I mean, they look the exact same, Whoa, just different right. colors. <laughs> look at that. Chris, look at that on a look at it. podcast. It's an optical illusion. Like in one of them, <laughs> just look it up, everybody. Hold on. Oh no, it's crazy. I'm sorry. The H is sitting in front of the U, and the K is sitting in front of the U. But it looks at first. Oh wait, yeah. I thought it was at first glance. First glance. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. How about that? How wow. about it? <laughs> Information you don't really get anywhere really else. Really hate on Kentucky, podcast. huh? Yep. I'm yeah, not allowed Kentucky, like, wins the championship. <laughs> like, not again. Listen, I, I've i only had one really good year in March Madness, and it was in 2000, and somebody else can correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say 2010, maybe, where Miami, Miami, I don't maybe because our listeners are annoying and they're going to look up, like, random tidbits to make fun of us. I mean, I'm sure they would. They probably will now, actually. Um, just kidding. I love you guys. Um, so the... I had Miami just because I love the Hurricanes. I said they're going to get to the Sweet 16. My bracket was 100% through the elite through the elite eight. I had a perfect bracket, and I then Miami I lost. This. Miami lost. They were the one that everything else in my bracket was perfect except for Miami. I had Miami going to the championship game. <laughs> I'm sorry, elite, 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 elite eight, and. That, and like I had an, it was like ninety six percent correct bracket. And ever since then, I haven't gotten over sixty percent. So, yeah, we're actually doing a uh, something on ESPN.com, right? Mm-hmm. The yeah. Bracket. Let's be in focus. Yeah. So basically, we we made a, a public group on the ESPN tournament challenge, which you can you can you can download the app for it, or you can go online on ESPN. And join our group. It's called the Lockdown Podcast, and we'll in our on our Facebook page. We'll leave a link for you guys to be able to join it. Um, you're only limited to one bracket, so this is just all for fun. You get to compete with us and see what happens. It's all for fun. So yeah, the Lockdown Podcast. There's no password. It's all public. You're limited to one bracket. Let everybody know. Let's have fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm here to win. I'm not here to have fun. So. Solid. I mean, we're, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm still gonna be winning it, but you can, you can still win it. <laughs> Listen, man, when Iona beats North Carolina, Holy all of you are going to be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jesus is gonna feet. return if Iona beats freaking North Carolina. <laughs> They're I, a good I, team. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm leaving the podcast if he does if that happens. No, we're gonna go to Chris's house and do a live episode of Lockdown. Just be like, Chris, how you doing, bud? <laughs> it's like 11 o'clock at night, right? Like an hour after Iona wins. Bro, I gotta get it for work in the morning at that point. You ain't going to work if I own a beat North Carolina. <laughs> You're calling out. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm sick of this I'm sick of this garbage. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Do you have anything else March Madness related we want to talk about? Mine okay, so for my national championship, we I, I said my final four, but I didn't get to the national oh, championship. Okay. My national championship is almost too good to be true, but it's going to be true. What? I have 
for the fourth time this season, Duke and North Carolina. Of course you do. The fourth yeah. time. The, but Duke wins by one point. And North Carolina wins by three points. <laughs> Would that tie the season ma- record matchup? No. North or, Carolina, they're two and one against Duke this year, so they would be three and one dude, against Duke. That would be. That but wouldn't that be crazy? That, that yeah. honestly, that national championship would probably be like one of the most hyped national championships of all time. Where is the t- national title game? This uh, Minneapolis. Okay, it's a neutral site. Yeah, that would be. I mean, that crazy. would be amazing. Zion Williamson. That'd be more box office than Purdue. <laughs> I mean, you gotta watch out for Kobe White's hair, though. I mean, he can block any shot with his hair. Come on. <laughs> Can't just do this. To me. Ah, let's look at this dude's hair. He gives Everybody him like an look. extra three inches. Oh, yeah, he's got a, He's got like stupid afro going on. <laughs> That's fair. He's yeah, got the I, advantage. Yeah, I mean, obviously. White. This guy's pretty good. He is really good. He's one of the better players on the team. Hey. They're very experienced, too. They got... uh. Senior Luke May, a transfer senior Cam Johnson is really good. Overall, they're just really deep, which Duke is not. Yeah, Luke May is really good. He dominated yeah. one of those games against Duke, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, the first game they played, he was really, really good. Yeah. So, my two good to be true but true matchup is Duke, North Carolina. North Carolina wins the national championship. That's great, great, good for you, Chris. I'm happy. I'm, I'm ready. Happy. I'm excited for when. Let me actually see this, everybody. Uh, when does what day does Iona play North Carolina? I think it's Friday of this coming week. Twenty. It is Friday. It's the twenty second. It's Friday this week. I am so excited for Friday. <laughs> I hate you. I can't wait. <gasps> I'm actually pretty excited uh, for that game it, now too. It's <laughs> at 9:20 p.m. on TNT. Heck yeah! Maybe we'll get Charles Barkley on there. I hope so. <laughs> you better not. They should just, just do like idiot. NBA countdown during the entire <laughs> segment of March Madness. They're all employed God. by TNT. Like, yeah. who cares? <laughs> Might as well. Might hey, as well, U- UCF plays VCU at 9:40 on on Friday. Watch it. Watch the same, Taco we, Fall. Fall the same on time. There. 9.40? 9.40, uh, North Carolina's at 9.20. Oh, so it's like the same time. Yeah. Flipping flip, flip between the games. Like I'm like and then there's years. another one at 9.50 and another one at 9.57. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's like four games going on at one time. That's March Madness, man. Yeah. That's what happens. First game's at 12.15. Yeah. So well, first, on... first games are on Thursday. Thursday? March Madness starts on Thursday? At 12.15. All right. Sweet. Louisville. Got to make sure we fill out our brackets and get them on the ESPN website. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Get so them we're out for All excited. Uh, before we go for today, though, I want to say a couple things about NFL free agency. Um, it's pretty much over at this point. A lot of awesome stuff has happened, like Antonio Brown to the Raiders. It was over when it started. It's true. <laughs> have we talked about Antonio Brown? We actually haven't talked about Antonio Brown to the Raiders, have we? No. Or Odell or Nick <laughs> Odell Foles. The Browns, which <laughs> or the who? Nick Foles, baby. Nick Foles got paid. Saint Nick. Saint Nick got like, paid. Like eighty-eight million dollars or something. Yeah, something like 88 that. Eighty-eight million. Yeah, four, four years, eighty-eight million. Dude yep. is. He was gonna retire like three years ago. <laughs> uh, then the Dolphins finally got rid of Ryan Tannehill. And who's their new starting quarterback? 
Who's the new starting quarterback? Ryan Fitzpatrick! Magic, baby! Fitzpatrick. It's in Miami. They're going to tank in style now. Tank in Tua, baby. Tank in Tua. Oh, okay. Hot take. So excited. Miami trades up. And maybe gets Kyler Murray. I want. I want to. I want to. I saw uh, this was this was a tweet from two months ago, um, and it said, uh, "Would not shock me at all if the Dolphins trade away Ryan Tannehill for a couple of assets, sign a journeyman quarterback such as Ryan Fitzpatrick." Literally said they sign Ryan Fitzpatrick, tank in 2019, and get to a tag of Aloha with the number one pick in 2020. Ooh! And half of that has already happened. <laughs> Shoot. Tweet from like two months ago. Um, that's actually. I'm sticking with it. That's brilliant. They don't have they don't have talent of the team right now. To even if they get Kyler to like put it around them, Tua would be awesome in Miami. Yeah, and I think you know, and they have like the Patriots old mm. defensive coordinator. I think he would work really well with Tua. He's a winner though, like yeah, exactly. The Brian Brian Flores. So it's no, yeah. I'm just saying like. It'd be hard for me to see them like try to lose this year after he just won the Super Bowl. That's but true. I don't know. In the NFL, you don't really have to try to lose when you don't have talent. When <laughs> <laughs> you, would you um, build a team as pathetically as the Miami Dolphins have built their team for the past like five years? Yeah. It's not, it's not too hard to lose games. A lot harder to win them. <laughs> On the flip side of that trade with Ryan Tannehill, what went into Tennessee's mind in doing that? I don't. Are they gonna I don't, I don't get it. They, they they released Blaine Gabbert, so yeah. they're paying Ryan Tannehill seven million a year just to back up Marcus Mariota, and they're going to compete for the starting quarterback. It's the problem is that everyone's favorite quarterback, everyone's favorite player on a struggling team is the backup quarterback. Everybody knows this, mm-hmm. but now you have two guys who are like pretty much on the same level, and they're both injury prone. And they're both injury prone guys, so what's going to end up happening is like Mariota might start get hurt, Tannehill will come in. Maybe play like a little bit better than Marcus Mariota, and the fan base is going to be like, "Oh my gosh, keep him in the game." Dude, Derrick Henry is taking over as the quarterback. It's just what's going to happen because <laughs> they're both going to get injured, and he's just going to take over. Only option at that point. Derrick Henry, let's get it. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. Well, yeah. I mean, look, how good are the Browns going to be this year, though? You, they're winning the division. Oh, good. Browns are going to be so good, man. They have uh, talent everywhere on the offensive side of the ball. And you got you got a depleted team in Pittsburgh. They don't have a whole lot going for them this year. Baltimore got a couple good additions, but their yeah. defense got stripped down there. Earl Thomas, dude. They got Earl Thomas. But yeah. they lost a lot of key players. They lost though. Jay Mosley, which is big. Yeah. They, lost, like, they, they got Earl Thomas, which is good for the secondary, but um, they improved the run game. And then you got Cincinnati, who's... Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yeah. But so, yeah. Odell. So that's that is a cool talking point. Whatever we could talk all day about that. John Dorsey. I give you props. John Dorsey's great. The Giants. What were they thinking? There's the worst GM in in the history of football. You have no idea how gratif how satisfied (laughs) I was as a human being when Dave Gettleman (laughs) made that deal because it backs up everything I've said about his tenure with the with with the Carolina Panthers. That the only year that they were good was because Cam Newton said, I'm going to put this team on my back real quick. Ugh, and then took the team to the Super Bowl. 
And because of that year that Cam Newton had one of like the greatest years of all time by a quarterback, Dave Gettleman got credit and got another GM job that he didn't deserve. Dave Gettleman is a money guy. He's really solid at fixing your salary cap. He should just be like a salary cap consultant. That's right. pretty much all he's good at is fixing a team's salary cap. In terms of like, do they, in terms of looking at talent, deciding when to draft players and building a championship team, is just bad. Yeah. Just garbage. <laughs> Did you guys hear what he said at the combine about Odell? <laughs> no. He's like, at the combine, he's like, we have no intention of trading Odell. Heck yeah. He's here to stay. Two weeks later, they traded <laughs> the Browns. For Jabril Peppers and two draft picks. And a first and a third. I mean, that's, Whatever. that's pretty good compensation. Was it but two draft at the same picks? Time. Yeah. It's a first, first and a third round pick, yeah. But it's but it's like, why? What What's the reason to trade him? I, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's and there, it, we've talked about it on the show before. There are le- semi-logistical reasons for it, but yeah. l- guys, you got to get... Like there, there could have been so much more in, yeah. as far as assets you were getting. It's Odell Beckham Jr. Like he's one of the best wide receivers in the game. You got three assets. Yeah. Like that's you got three items. Madden. Right. Get Golden Tate for like nine million dollars a year. Oh yeah. I don't really. Well, listen. Like, like I said, dude, he's a salary cap guy. Yeah. You know how much money they save? Not really this year because they still owe seventeen million dollars to Odell Beckham this year. True. But um, but then like in the third and fourth year of his contract, they don't have to pay that at all. They're done with it. Mm-hmm. And instead, they get Golden Tate, who's at nine million. So like you know, Fair. in a couple of years, you look at it, you're like, yeah, you know, that's gonna save them on the salary cap. Mm-hmm. The problem is that they don't have quarterback, and they don't have an offensive line. And <laughs> this move didn't help either thing, because apparently they're not gonna try to get a quarterback in this year's draft. That's it's, what I heard too. All the reports are saying they're not gonna trade up. They're not. If maybe if Dwayne Haskins falls falls in the lap and he's the best guy on the board, they might pick him. They're they're not interested in him apparently. Yeah, I, according to yesterday. Yeah, so maybe maybe they're just gonna draft like an offensive lineman with a sixth overall pick, mm-hmm. and they draft an offensive lineman with a seventeenth overall pick. <laughs> yeah. And then they draft all offensive linemen. Um, I don't know. I, I, I and then they let Landon Collins walk when they should have franchise tagged him for another year. And then he went and signed that six-year and like $83 million contract with the Redskins. Or that dude, he got money. He got paid. <laughs> but New York can they can rest peacefully because they did get another box safety in return. So everything's okay, right? Yeah, they got a worse box safety. A Who's much that? worse box safety. I don't know his name. <laughs> Jabro, Jabro Peppers? Oh, that's, oh. that's right. Well, I, I thought they got somebody else. No, no that was that was that's their starting. That's their starting rover or starting strong safety. Yikes. I'm just glad I'm not a giant Listen, fan. That's fair. Jabril Peppers isn't bad. I want to go ahead and say he's all right. good. Yeah, he's good. He's not bad. But but uh, his fir- first year and a half in the NFL, he struggled playing any type of position. And then when he got when he started playing well last year, it was first of all under Greg Williams, who's one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. And then he was also playing like a go crazy rover position, run around the football field, and just read the quarterback. Which, if you're a talented athlete, is probably the easiest position to play in football. Because you don't have any like gap responsibility. You don't have to like make sure the right receiver doesn't get behind you. You're just running around the football field making plays. <laughs> That's much different than Landon Collins playing free safety. You know what I mean? Like, you know, playing man coverage on like slot receivers and stuff right. like that. Much, much different situation. Mm-hmm. So Did you guys know. see the meme, like the, the Infinity War Thanos meme? 
of oh, oh, Gamora, boy. little Gamora talking to Thanos of, did you keep Eli? Yes. What did it cost? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> but they have Eli Manning for one more year. Yay. Yay. That's great. I'm excited. Oh, They're so stupid. Listen, maybe well, the, the other New York team's doing well. The Jets, yeah. Le'Veon, baby. Le'Veon and, okay, and CJ bro- Mosley. CJ Mosley was a huge pickup. But they got they got screwed with Anthony Barr. Oh, that would have been so sick to have Mosley and Barr, dude. Oh, I'm really convinced that Barr's agent said, yeah, I know Anthony. He's going to commit. And he's like, hey, you're going to New York. And he's like, what? No. Why would you say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm going to Minnesota, homie. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know. Um, also, oh, real quick, though. Do you think Levy? I saw this question being thrown around a lot, and I'm interested to hear you guys' answers to it. Mm-hmm. Do you think Le'Veon Bell won the situation with the NFL, with the Steelers, with Jets? What is it? I think he got a four-year, fifty-two million dollar contract. With I don't 30, what he got. yeah, four-year, fifty-two million with thirty-five million guaranteed. Didn't I Pittsburgh think, offer him more though originally? Pittsburgh only, Pittsburgh only offered him a uh, a, a franchise tender, a franchise but tag. Their franchise tag was actually more. His franchise year. tag was close to twenty million dollars. Yeah, he would have been getting paid. So he, business wise, I think he lost big time. Yeah, in my opinion. I think the only argument you can make is that if he got hurt during the year last year, he only would have made the twenty million and not had any guarantee. He still would have gotten paid. But he still would have gotten paid twenty million dollars. And if he didn't get hurt, he would have gotten a better contract, and had the twenty million dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, you know, he, he lost a ton of money. He did. And, and now he's playing for the Jets. A lot of respect. Exactly, yeah. Just, I don't know. Like, yeah. What do you think, Zach? Do you think it was ended up being a wise decision for him to sit out? Or... No. I'm like he, <laughs> if only the only reason because the, is he could have taken the franchise tag and mailed in that season if it could, because knowing Le'Veon, he would have probably would have like self-promoted James Conner to the starting role, but like that's my boy. Like, like <laughs> yeah. to make him look like a leader and then leave in a year, which is, honestly I would have accepted more than just sitting his sorry behind down for the entire season and like threatening to leave on multiple occasions. For Le'Veon, though, he is even though he was a majority of the problem in the locker room, he is leaving a locker room that he had a lot of problems with, with Mike Tomlin and Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. Like I'm telling you, I give it five or 10 years until we get a 30 for 30 on the Pittsburgh Steelers killer bees. I'm waiting for it. It's going to happen about all the crap between those three. Like I I wish I could have a tagline right now for it because I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm going to bring it next week, but um, I really don't think Le'Veon Bell had any, was any problem in the locker room. I honestly think what happened was Ben, Ben is just the worst. He is. Ben is just the worst. Now he's got nobody. It's like Juju. You know what I mean? And I think if you're a coach in Mike Tomlin, who too often sides with Ben Roethlisberger, and Ben, I I imagine they were just like, you know, who cares about Le'Veon? James Conner is going to be our MVP. We're going to win with the guys who are here. And so the lineman just said that (laughs) to the media, and it was like, uh, probably shouldn't say it to the media. There's a bunch of, they're a bunch of hogs. They don't know what they're doing. You know, they eat barbecue and go block. Like they don't, <laughs> they don't know what effect that's gonna have on like the the media and the team. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I think because I think Le'Veon wanted to get paid like an athlete type player because he wanted to get like wide receiver money. Right. And uh, he did not get that at all. 
So if that was the goal, that was a fail. Uh, obviously, he gets like $35 million guaranteed, $53 million in total. It's more money than any of us are going to sniff in our entire lives. <laughs> so Never know. Can't really call it a loss. Um, but I don't know. I, I think, again, and the only, I think the only argument you can make is that if he got hurt last year, the total would have been less. Yeah. But still, yeah. I think this is a message to players. And just play. You know, you get paid to play. Like, you don't have that many years to play, so <laughs> you don't grow. have that many years to get paid to play. Like, especially for AP. running back, everyone's right. not AP man. Like, you can't keep playing until you're 33 or whatever old yeah. AP is. Like, mm-hmm. Still productive running back. So like, moving forward, if we're looking at the Jets next year, is there like is there potential in this offense? If we're looking at just the offense right now with Le'Veon and Sam Darnold, uh, potential for Sam to continue to develop and the offense mm-hmm. to be pretty good. I think they're a couple years away still. Yeah, this is basically they're not going to be that great this year. A couple years away, uh, I think I think they're going to be better than they're going to be the second best team in the division. Okay, yeah. I think they're a seven or eight win team. They're gonna they're gonna take the Dolphins spot. Usually, it's like you know Patriots, Dolphins, and like Jets and Bills are the bottom feeders. Uh, I think it's gonna switch this year. The the Dolphins will be a bottom feeder, and the Jets will be like an eight or nine win team. They have a lot of offensive talent. Uh, Robbie Anderson is like sneaky good at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, they got talent, and I think Le'Veon Bell is going to add a lot more versatility to that offense. He's going to help Sam Darnold a lot mm-hmm. because he's a safety net, man. Every every quarterback needs a safety net. You know, it's like a guy you can always go to and rely on, especially on third downs. Yeah. I, well, their strength is uh, defensively this year. Got a really good defensive line. I do. Adding CJ Mosley was huge. Jamal Adams is coming into his own. Like, yeah, he is. He's, like he, yeah. he's very good. Um, That's the thing, man. Like, if, if the Jets all develop, like better than expected, they mm-hmm. could be like a legitimately great team next year. Yeah. Now, will Sam Darnold continue to develop like that? No Jeez, one knows. The Patriots. Oh. <laughs> Adam Gase had the had the secret sauce. Yeah. I beat the Patriots like five or six times, in 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 his tent with Miami. Mm-hmm. So he's got the sauce. He knows how to beat. He knows how to beat Bill Belichick. What kind literally, of sauce? Literally any other team. He's got. He's got no idea. He's got the barbecue chicken. Or mm, yeah, barbecue chicken. Barbecue alert. chicken. Barbecue the, chicken alert, Ernie. What are the odds that Ryan Fitzpatrick calls out Tom Brady this year? <laughs> Zero. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised, guys. I would not be surprised if he's Ryan like this. Is, is a model citizen of the United States of America. Or he's gonna, any, he's gonna walk up week two of preseason and say, "This is our division. Step off." <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick just shows up. He shows up and plays ball with his friends. Plays football with his friends and goes out and then goes hunting. He doesn't call anybody out. Like a, like a dad. Typical dad. 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 <laughs> He's not going to call Tom Brady out. Come on now. I'm just saying. How many teams he actually played for? Like 10? That's he cool. played for three of the four AFC teams, right? Or two of the four. What's the number? He played for the Jets, Bills, and now Dolphins, right? Yeah, he played for all three. Yeah. Dude, go get a ring in New England, Ryan. Next After your contract year next year. Yeah. When you when you get booted out by Tua, go to New England for a year. Just back up for Tom. <laughs> booted out as, by Tua. Might as well. <laughs> oh man. Any other eight, uh, eight teams? Eight. Oh, eight. Close. Who else? Yeah. Uh, Rams, Bengals, Bills, Titans, Texans, Jets, Bucks, and Dolphins. I remember Ryan. The Bengals, the really? Texans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot he was on the Bengals. He was the 250th pick in the NFL draft. Jesus. That gives hope to like that, that should give hope to every quarterback ever. He's still here. That should give hope to every Ivy League player. Yeah, Harvard. Ever. Yeah. He's still and here. Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin. Any other uh 
closing free agency thoughts? Anything that blew your mind, Scott? Your wow, your guys' mind a little bit. Uh, one thing is, uh, Antonio Brown was late to to his introductory press conference and in the press conference he said that he's going to take responsibility in the locker room uh, for guys that show up late (laughs) that's like coming to an AA meeting drunk and saying no I'm going to help you guys that's such a Raiders move that's a total Raiders move I bet John Green loved it too Mike Mayock too I don't know if John Green knows how to feel about it. Like, if you look I don't at know if he face, even knows he got Antonio yet. <laughs> look at his face during the press conference. Sometimes he looks happy. Sometimes he just looks like, what did I get myself into? Yeah. <laughs> like, I got nine more years left to go. Yeah. My, my hot take for free agency is Oakland cut Jordy Nelson. They released him. And I think he's going to go back to Green Bay. I'm convinced he's coming to Green Bay again. I, he's going to retire next year. And I'm excited for it. It's not really that much of a hot take, but Green, Green Bay has actually made some moves this offseason. They made a whole bunch of defensive moves, and now we have to pay a crap ton of money to guys I'm not incredibly expected of. Dude. So we got Amos on defense. I don't know his first name. Adrian, Adrian Amos. Mm. Oh, and yeah. He's a safety. Good. Yeah. We got a defensive end. We have another offensive lineman. I, I, couldn't tell you their names off the top of my head and a deep in a outside linebacker to cover for Nick Perry who got cut. So there are some strides, but they offered bank for ammos. He got like, he's good though. He's really, he good. is good, but he, they paid him a lot. And now there's like, there's zero cap space in this green Bay team. It makes me yeah. a little nervous for the future, but I mean, if it pumps out wins, then that's all that matters. So well, both your overdue for a super bowl run. Both your teams decided to take an offensive lineman from Denver. So yeah, I wasn't too thrilled about that. Was, the the Panther signing for Matt Paradis was very good. Yeah, for very for fun. Carolina. Yeah. And then uh, the Packers took Billy Turner, offensive tackle, who's really versatile. Nice. Would be good for them. But Matt Paradis, man, I was bummed about that. All all Cam's best teams so had a good. reliable. He's had a reliable center along with him. He's so. arguably a top three center. Yeah. In the NFL, and they got him for nine million. I mean, that's just crazy. Three years, nine million uh, a year. I was very, I was pretty upset about that. Very happy about that. Apparently, the Broncos were concerned about his ankle. That's why they didn't sign him. Interesting. So, yeah. Listen, man. As long as Cam comes back and his shoulder isn't like mincemeat, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> one, oh, yeah. one of the teams, though, in free agency that's kind of disappointed me in a way is the Colts. Because they had a ton of cap room, and they've done nothing. No. They didn't they want did. to. They, they're they yeah. building a vision. I think they have a vision of a bunch of good young players, and they want to mm-hmm. keep it that way. You know, yeah. they got to pay. Look at who they got. Look at who they're going to have to pay in the next yeah. like, two or three years. There's a lot yeah. of guys they're going to have to pay. And I don't yeah, think I mean, I would bad s- contract and hurt their cap. Maybe, so. I'd, maybe I could use a different word. It's not disappointing, but it's more like surprising in a way to me. Right. Like they can yeah, make like, better two signings and actually be a legitimate contender in the NFL. Right. But instead they're like, we're going to save our cap for the future. And it's like, yeah, I mean, but you got a chance now. Right. To be an actual, like a real contender. So like. But they arguably had the best offensive line. That's true. Know. They have an incredible offensive line. Yeah. And if they can wait out Tom Brady, like two or three more years, <laughs> they have a bunch of young talent. You're going to be able to resign all of that talent in the next couple of years. And Tom retires or falls off because he's going to be like 45 years old. And then all of a sudden, now the Colts are like the best team in the AFC. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It's, it's a legitimate, like, it's a legitimate plan. Mm. 
something that the Giants don't have. <laughs> Amazing. Literally not a plan. Oh, jeez. Guys, we got a plan. Keep it Eli Manning. <laughs> Get rid of Odell Beckham. Sign and what him. else? That's it. Yeah. I don't I, You know. I'm excited. Oh, Deshaun funny. Jackson going to Philly. I like that movie. That was a cool one. That so, was good. I Chip Kelly is a bad person. <laughs> he tried to call Deshaun like a thug and got him kicked out of Philadelphia. I felt really bad for Deshaun during that. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad um I'm glad he's back. He loves being in Philly. That's kind of prodigal like son returns. Yeah. They got a really good value signing there too with uh, Malik Jackson. Oh yeah, they got Malik. 3 years, 30 million. Yeah. Still got a lot of left in him. He's really good. Too bad they have bounced it to him wins. He's not gonna. He's not. He's not gonna do anything. Who's their backup now? I think Nate Sudfeld is a free agent. Like, who do they have? I have no idea. They only won a championship because they had Nick Foles. So. Yeah. You know, like, they last last year, Carson Wentz was worked in Dak flipping Prescott, and it's like, all right, <laughs> like, come on, man. Um. True. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's sure Cowboys- been like crazy. Agency, though. The Cowboys also yeah. did nothing, had two guys suspended for weed, and then lost Cole Beasley. But Matt, <laughs> hold on. Matt, no, listen. They went out and signed a star tight end in Jason Witten. Like, you gotta know this adds on to the depth of their team, right? Right? I know. Like, we can't sit here and roast that. the Dallas Cowboys when they sign a, like, we, future Hall of Fame talent in his prime. Homie's Jason coming from Witt. a commentating booth, and now he's going to go on a football field he to probably year, start. Maybe. He had a year off to rest his achy, breaky bones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill oh. Dallas is dumb. That's pretty much <laughs> Hey, you know who's taking over for him in the booth? Who? Peyton Manning. Calling it. That's I want Pat fair. McAfee in the booth. That, if that was real, I would have freaked out because I love Peyton's analysis on football. I know. I would love that. I'd freak. You know what I would love? Peyton and Tony Romo calling a game together. Oh, <laughs> That's it. I know that Peyton, would ruin like, football. Tony would be that like, would be amazing. oh, he's calling the audible. It's definitely going to be a post route up the corner. And Peyton's like, what are you talking about? He's definitely running an out route. And it would yes. be battles <laughs> of what the wide receivers and running backs are going to do all game. It's going to be they amazing. They would just... They would basically prophesy what's going to happen for the rest of the game. It'd be and all, like, and it, it would always be right because one of them has to get it right. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Oh, we need new commentators, bad. <laughs> oh man, is that all we got tonight? I think so. Yeah, been a crazy week of March Madness, and it has been crazy. NFL free agency. It's been very crazy. If you're a sports fan, it's been awesome. It's been awesome too. You know what is. Really crazy and awesome. What's crazy? What's awesome? This is a podcast. No way, really? What? Yeah, we're not, we're not just calling each other. This is we're like recording this. This is a podcast. I didn't know that. And the funny thing about podcasts is you can't just save it, post it. You have to distribute it. And now you're probably thinking, oh, you have like one distributor. Like that's all you need, right? TLP has ten distributors. Dang, it's a lot. That's Dang. a lot. Dang. Ten. Zach, what, what can they listen to? Where, where are we? Yeah. 
We are on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Castbox, Overcast, Pocket Cash, Radio Public, and most importantly, Stitcher. Bye, guys. Bye. Nice job not messing it up. Hey, Zach, what episode is this? Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.